Hello folks and welcome to yet another episode of Uncomplicate Health, the show where we do just that, uncomplicate your health. Today we're going to talk about why weight gain is not your fault. Yes, too often patients who come to me blame themselves for weight gain and 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 a whole lot of problems that come because of that self-blame. But we have enough research to show that weight gain is not just being lazy. Weight gain has a biological component, a psychological component and a social component and today I'm going to break all of that down for you so that when you understand how weight gain happens, getting to lose that weight will be even easier which we will talk about in the next episode. With that, let's dive right in. So we spoke about the biopsychosocial aspects of weight gain. So let's start with the first one which is the biological component. Now when we eat food, you know we uh, our stomach rather breaks it down and the intestines absorb it and whatever is not absorbed comes down and we pass it out and from what we absorb, you know we store some of it as fat uh, which can be used for later use and we store some of it as glycogen which can be used quickly for energy needs. But what makes us eat? You know, hunger. What is hunger? Hunger is basically your brain signaling to you that you need food. And when that happens, it also gets the stomach ready for taking that food because as far as the brain is concerned, it sends the signals for you to eat and therefore the system has to be ready. That's why you hear all these gurgling sounds and all that when you're hungry because your stomach is getting ready, some acid is coming, little gas is coming uh, and, and all the jazz. But how does the brain know that it needs food? Now when it senses that there isn't enough storage, then the brain starts to send these signals. And where does this come from? It typically comes from what is called the adipose tissues which secrete a hormone called leptin. In fact, when there is sufficient amount of leptin, it tells the brain that there is enough store so you don't need to go and get food now. But this is where it can go wrong. There is something called as leptin resistance which means that even though there is sufficient amount of leptin in the body which is supposed to tell the brain and this happens in a particular area called the hypothalamus but let's not get too technical. right? So it tells the brain that uh, there is enough store. So when this leptin resistance happens then your brain doesn't listen to that signal and then pushes you to actually eat. Now this can also happen when there is less of the glycogen storage because glycogen is the one that takes in or rather produces energy immediately. Fat takes a little bit of time so fat is stored for future use whereas glycogen is stored for immediate use. So when glycogen is depleted then the fat starts to come in. Now when this leptin resistance happens then it's not your fault, right? Because the brain is not getting sufficient signals to say that there is sufficient amount of fat in the system. 
Now, secondly, there is the genetic component of this. Some people have a lot of white adipose tissue, which is the white fat cells. And some people have a lot more what is called the brown adipose tissue. Now, the brown adipose tissue actually burns faster than the white adipose tissue. And this is predominantly genetics. Again, not your fault, right? It's too late to try and change your parents. Great. Now, now for some of us, the stomach is a little larger and easily distensible, meaning it expands a little faster than others. Typically, when your stomach is empty, you know, it can take in about, it's about 75 ml in size, the volume of the stomach. When it expands, it can go up to a liter. Now, some professional eaters, right, people who take part in competitions and all that, they can pretty much push the stomach expansion by about 40 times, but that's the rare case. Now, for most of us, if the stomach expands a little faster, it can make it a little difficult for you to feel full and therefore the signals not going to the brain to tell you to stop eating right so this can happen either because of genetics or for far too long if we've been eating more than what we should then the stomach is used to that and prepares for it right away which means the sensors which which sends the stretch and send the signals to your brain, don't function very well. Now, what else can go wrong in this biological part? Many things, but these are the two common ones. The ones where the signals to your brain are not going correctly. And secondly, the stretch factor, which is largely got to do with your genetics. And the brown and white adipose tissue, they are indirectly related to how the leptin hormone comes in. Now let's talk about the psychological part of this. And when I say psychological part, I am going to talk about two areas here. First one is sleep. Now how does sleep affect weight? Try to think of this from your brain's point of view. Let's say you need 8 hours of sleep and you give your brain only 5 or 6 hours. Now, not only is the brain not rested well enough, from its perspective, it needs energy for 2 more hours. And that at a time when it's not very well rested. So, clearly, the brain is preparing for the worst and the brain is supposed to protect you from stress. It's supposed to make sure that you are taken care of. So as far as the brain is concerned, for the two extra hours, it needs to ensure that you have energy. So obviously when the leptin and all this comes along, the resistance is going to come simply because the brain feels it needs more energy. Now there's a lot of research which talks about how this leptin hormone gets out of whack when people don't get sufficient sleep and how dopamine and other hormones, uh, you know, play a role in this. But they all boil down to this simple fact is that you have to stay a couple of extra hours awake. 
and the brain needs to fight this lack of sleep and therefore it believes that it needs more energy the second one i'm going to talk about is stress now stress the hormones that come in stress i spoke about in a previous episode if you've not heard it i suggest that you you hear that episode because that i talk about in detail but just to touch upon this when we are stressed the body feels that it needs to either fight or run away and for this to happen this hormone called adrenaline and noradrenaline comes in now again try to look at this from your brain's perspective when there is stress when there is danger the brain diverts the blood supply to the arms and legs and to itself so you won't be hungry but when you are stressed there's unlikely to be immediate danger so now the brain needs to load up for this journey to run away it doesn't know when it's going to get food next because that's how we have evolved we've evolved because if you see a snake or a tiger in front of you you need to run and suppose when you're running you don't see a tiger behind you and you find some food you're probably going to load up now that's what stress does to us so even though you may not be hungry and this is typically what a lot of my patients tell me that when they are stressed they are not hungry but they just hungry through their eyes they they see something they feel like eating and this is the background of why that happens so from the psychological component yes all our depression and all of this comes into play but they all boil down to one of these two things the way stress affects the way we eat and the way sleep affects the way we eat okay now let's come to the social component of weight gain does society play a role in weight gain well fortunately unfortunately it does to a certain extent let's start with the kind of foods that we eat that we've grown up with and that usually has something to do with the society that we are growing up in the environment that we are growing up in now that can affect the way bacteria grow in your gut and that in turn affects the way how some of the foods are broken down now when you have some kind of a dysbiosis which means that the bacterial balance is not ideal then sometimes more food will be broken down and absorbed than what normally should so this dysbiosis can play a role in your weight gain but that's not all recent research is now showing that our friends and our family and the people we move around with closely also play a role in the way our gut bacteria is yes it's strange but we are all interdependent right so it's no surprise that it does but the surprise is that we finally found that our society and the people that we mingle with and talk to also play a role in our gut bacteria and when they play a role in our gut bacteria which in turn plays a role in the way we gain weight or maintain our weight then clearly there is a society factor to it a social factor to it 
this is on top of society and social norms dictating what beauty is or what smart is or or whatever the standards for whatever reasons they have been around for so long right but coming back to the social factor there is a social factor here and that's what i want to impress upon you and that is not really in your control is it maybe to a certain extent but not entirely in your control so if we break this down now and look at how biologically things can go wrong how our psychology affects our weight gain and then how our society plays a role in the way our body metabolizes food and therefore play a role in weight gain none of these are your fault all of them are indirectly affecting the way you gain weight okay but remember that much like anything else in life even if something is not your fault you can fight and win against it losing weight is very very similar that way yes it might be easier for some people to lose weight yes some people might find it more difficult to lose weight yes some people can get away with a little bit of exercise and get back to their weight some people may need a little more but there are all kinds of solutions that are available to help you lose weight but what's more important is that you don't end up looking for shortcuts in the next episode i'm going to talk about various strategies that you need to have to lose weight because there is no one solution and by the end of that episode you will understand how to design a plan for yourself one that is perfect for you one that will help you not only lose weight but also keep it off so i hope i opened up your mind to the various factors that are beyond our control when it comes to gaining weight and hopefully by the end of next episode you will have your own strategy to help you lose weight with that is me dr wasim signing off i will catch you in the next episode where i uncomplicate another area of health scratch that i will catch you in the next episode where i uncomplicate weight loss for you see you